Welcome to Lost Win, the podcast series talking all things health and fitness from us, Trey and Tiffany Cotton. While we're no experts, we have been able to find success on our own journeys. Me in finding balance. And me in successfully losing 150 pounds. Follow us as we have guests and industry experts and much more. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lost to Win podcast. This is Tiffany. Hey, and it's Trey. And uh, funny thing, you guys are actually going to hear a lot from me today. Yeah, apparently um, we've kind of figured out that I talk a lot, so this is going to be interesting if I can just keep my mouth shut as you kind of tell your story, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> Feel free to chime in. You've been been a part of um, the journey that I'm about to share, pretty yeah. much the whole part of it, actually. So Yeah, actually, I don't know if we've actually covered that, but just for anyone who's kind of curious, me and Tiffany actually met in high school. We are what you would call high school sweethearts. Yeah, we've been together since my, uh, the late last part of my junior year and the last part of your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And we've been together ever since. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so all these journeys that we talk about and stuff, we've actually, we've kind of done side by side for, I mean, we've been together for now 11 years, I think, right? Is that right? It's 12? not right. What is it? <laughs> It'll be 14 years. Good Lord. That is in amazing. <laughs> Guys, holy crap. That's a lot of time. So anyway, uh, yeah, so many uh, 14 years. Kind of getting old. So anyway, yeah. yeah, so that's a little backstory about us. Yeah. So I am a person uh, that really just likes to know the why uh, behind people's stories and behind why they do what they do and just um, I'm very interested in people's backstories and so uh, I hope that uh, me sharing a little bit about myself and my backstory with health and fitness and kind of my journey um, will be interesting to you as well as help you understand more of where I'm coming from Um and I think that just kind of comes into play with my whole social work background and interest. So um, that's going to be what I share with, with you all today. And um, it's just that why. And it all started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but really it's, it's been a, kind of a long journey, um, but I think it's all important to understand just where I come from a lot when I when I talk about health and fitness and all of that. So I think really, um, you know, I was never an athletic kid. I didn't pay attention really to what I ate. You know, I just kind of ate whatever um, my parents provided and I didn't think about fitness that much. I tried out for basketball once in the seventh grade and I left crying. So if that tells you anything. Yeah, didn't uh, they just like, didn't you guys have like a ton of girls try there, out? So they just made everyone run until there basically were so they... many of us <laughs> that they just had us run laps around until they had enough quit meeting one of them that they could have an actual tryout. And uh, I cried, called my dad, said, come get me, had a coach tell me, that's okay, sweetie. It's not for everybody. <laughs> so that was my And it's not. I mean, basketball's not for everyone. So it's not like it was the worst advice, but it is kind of funny looking back, like just well, to have funny that advice looking to back, a kid. Well, it's funny looking back now and realizing that made me drop out of a tryout and I've run a half marathon. So... <laughs> Things you can always do, whatever you set your mind to. Let that be a lesson. Uh, 
anyway, so, you know, was never really athletic, didn't pay a lot of attention to what I was eating. And then um, I I specifically remember when I went to prom for the first time. I went with Trey. Hey, you. I was a sophomore. And we went with the group. And after um, we got the pictures back, which, of course, took it wasn't immediate <laughs> back then. Um, we had to actually develop pictures and wait to get them back. Oh, man, we sound old now. <laughs> but I saw the, a picture of me with the girls, and I just was almost mortified about, I thought my arms just looked so big. And um, so it was in that moment that I, of course, decided that I needed to do something, you know, 16 years old. And I mind you guys, my uh, Tiffany at 16 years old was not overweight no. by any means. I mean, this no. is just very, I've very, never hel- been very, hel- yeah, <laughs> never been overweight. So just take that into consideration as she tells the story, like yeah. never overweight to give some kind of, um, I guess, clarity to that whole I took a picture with a group of girls that were like cheerleaders and they they were all very skinny Right. And I was you were kind too, of normal. But, you, but, you, um, but anyway. Uh, so anyway, I somehow learned about calories and counting them. And so from that point on, I would kind of um, I would I remember specifically taking those like Austin peanut butter cracker things for lunch and um, was just mindful to not eat as much at dinner and things like that because obviously just cutting calories is always the the right thing to do. Um, I say that sarcastically. Um, And so then I went to college and of course, you know, the first semester was that um, that natural <laughs> freshman 15 that happens. I definitely enjoyed just freedom of living in a suite with girls and having girls' nights with pizza and ice cream and all of that fun stuff. But I did still use uh, my fitness pal and kind of loosely tracked a little bit. And then in the spring semester, I decided that um, – that I was going to, you know, really get into counting calories and working out. Um, I actually got a discounted membership at the, um, one of the gym rec centers. And so I think somewhere along the line, the number of 1200 calories, uh, became the focus. And I think that's just kind of the base calories that people give for this is what you know, you need to function, but this will help you lose weight. Um, and so I, you know, really stuck to that. That was kind of my, my number. It became very obsessive and it was all centered around losing weight. Um, I spent hours at the gym. I remember a few times that, um, I still spent my hour on the elliptical even though I felt really weak and dizzy um but never increased that number of 1200 and um to me for however I was able to you know convince myself it was healthy I was I ate like an apple for breakfast I had my chicken wrap for lunch and 
like Raisin Bran cereal. And I mean, it was all things I just was able to convince myself that this was healthy. Um, And even at times where I had thoughts of, you know, man, you're constantly thinking about food, you're constantly thinking about exercise, you're constantly looking in the mirror thinking that you're, um, that you need to lose more fat, you're constantly feeling dizzy and weak, um, I was able to justify it. It was healthy. I, I was living healthily. Um, I think from my side of that too, it was kind of crazy because like I didn't really see that you were like eating a lot less. I mean like I noticed it I guess, but like I, coming from someone who was, I mean I've always been well overweight slash morbidly obese um probably later in my life i can become that morbidly side but like whenever i would see you eat such small small calories i was just like oh that's i mean she's probably just doing what she's supposed to be doing and like, all right that's you know, what you so, assume right and so like yeah. i never had really like i never really saw it as a problem you know until later mm-hmm. you know until you actually start like actually you and i were just having a conversation earlier about that just like I can't tell you how many calories you need to function, but then when you start seeing the symptoms of what that does to a body, that's where you can start going like, okay, well, clearly it's an issue. Right. And I think too, part of it is that you were living, we were two hours away at that time. At that time we were, but but, but even like when we were together, you know what I mean? Like you always ate smaller portions than me, but in my mind, I didn't see that as the issue. Like, I know that's what caused a lot of the things that we're, you're going to talk about in a little bit, but like, that's what was so crazy is like, whenever that started, I just was like, oh, she's probably just doing the right thing. Like, what? who am I to say? Like, I drink five Dr. Peppers in a night, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think there's a, um, that's the dangerous part of diet culture is just assuming that less is better and, um, yeah, more exercise, cardio, cardio is is the way to go. I mean, that's, I had, um, <laughs> I had a Tybo Billy Blanks VHS that I did pretty much every day. Um, and then when I got the gym membership, I also incorporated that. I mean, it was excessive exercise. Um, and what's really interesting is, you know, going through my master's program and learning to diagnose, um, mental mental illness it has become clear to me I would have diagnosed myself with anorexia um and uh and of course none of this happened overnight I'm talking about a lot of this stuff just kind of accumulating and happening over a course of about five months uh but I do remember specifically one time we went out we had met up for a lunch and I ordered a salad versus fries um and Trey (laughs) was you know saying well why don't you just get the fries you know you want the fries and um and I think there was just kind of that moment of recognizing that okay this is not healthy because at this point I'm starting to be visually (laughs) underweight and um and you know anytime say you brought it up to me my mom brought it up to me and anytime someone would bring it up Um, I immediately got defensive and, you know, no, no, I still eat. So, of course, I'm not anorexic. I still eat. Um, But it was the bare minimum and it was not enough to compensate for all of the exercise that I was doing. And it just, um, it was also to the point where 
Uh, if I would stand up, I would kind of black out every, you know, not every single time, but a lot of the times. And it, again, it was just obsessive. It's all I could think about. Um, every time I looked in the mirror, I saw or had pictures. I saw things that could be smaller. Um, I don't, arms have always been a thing for me. I always think my arms are too big or uh, my calves also are very, they're very strong. They allow me to run long distances and you know I've kind of reframed that thinking but back then it was they're huge they're I don't like wearing shorts I don't like wearing dresses um, but I always saw something that could be different and um, I also didn't really weigh myself that much because I think I I think that would have made it obvious how underweight I was and how much of a problem it was. Um, whereas if I looked in the mirror, you know, I saw I had severe body dysmorphia. It was looking in the mirror, seeing fat that needed to go away. And then, okay, well, we just got to, you know, maybe do some more, some longer cardio. I don't know. That's clearly what we need to do. Um, but I do know that at my lowest, I was probably about 110 pounds, which um, I think a healthy weight for me is probably sitting around 135 on the low end to about 140, 145. So if that gives any indication. Um, And so I don't know what, I really don't know what happened to help me snap out of it because um, I moved back home after the spring semester at school um, in 2009 and I moved back home and decided I was going to finish up my degree um, at home versus living away. I think it continued for a little bit but then maybe just getting you know kind of out of that routine that I had set up for myself I started to just shy away from those behaviors. What? And like you, like we've said before, like the human body is so freaking crazy. It can adapt so well um, to things that we give it. And like, I'm not going to say specifically because that's not really my spot. But I also know that you had some serious symptoms from that you were getting from anorexia. Unfortunately, that like I know that like I was able to like physically notice or you were, you know, you were talking and stuff like that. And I would be like, well, that doesn't sound healthy. And uh, I know those, I don't know if that was open eye-opening for you but it definitely was eye-opening to me to where I was just like I know that's where I started being like no you really got to get you you've got to take care of yourself you know I think um that actually may be part of it I I uh you know this is going to be some girl information but I lost my period I wasn't having that anymore um and that's something that happens your body doesn't have enough um enough energy coming in and so it shuts down processes that help that are actually normal functioning things including um you know having like I wouldn't have been able to carry a child because I wasn't bringing up in enough energy and so um we got engaged in May of 2009 and um so you know along with that starts talk of just you know what that looks like and so I think that could have been part of what sparked me moving on from that because I I then went to a doctor to see what I needed to do to get my period to start back up and all of that so actually thank you that jogged my memory I think that's what it was (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) and so to 
get that happening again, you have to, you have to eat, you have to feed your body. So, um, and then I think I had a little bit of time after that, that was still not healthy at all. I kind of swung the other way and was, you know, just enjoying all the food again that I had deprived myself of for so long. So I went from extreme restriction and never having anything except for my set foods that I had to just, I mean, indulging. And I mean, it really became kind of a binge restrict cycle. So another interesting tidbit that I've learned while in school is that uh, bulimia, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, people think of uh, ridding your body of the food, but it can also just be compensating. So um, like overly compensating And that's what I did. I would have, I remember one specific night that I, we went out to dinner, uh, Trey and I did, but that whole day before I had been just eating ice cream out of the tub and I had donuts and all of these things. And then we went out to dinner and I went to the bathroom and I was like, honestly scared because I'd eaten so much that I was in so much pain. (laughs) Um, And So then you have that. So then, of course, to compensate for that, I had to do, you know, exercise. And exercise was very much a punishment. It wasn't something enjoyable. Um, It was something that I had to do to eat or if I ate too much that I had to do an excessive amount of to make up for. Um, And so that was also just a very unhealthy, not sustainable time in my life. Um, and again, I don't really know what, what, um, halted that, but, um, eventually, you know, we ended up getting married and, um, I, you know, kind of just didn't really focus a whole lot. I still exercised because I, I like to exercise. I'm kind of, I've always been one of those people. Once I started doing it, I, I did like it, um, when it wasn't, you know, a punishment for eating. And and then I kind of loosely tracked food still. Like, I've used my fitness pal since 2009. Um, but it wasn't, I wasn't focused on anything. And then eventually I decided I wanted to kind of get back into things. And so I started doing kind of some home workout stuff. Um, shout out to Fitness Blender. <laughs> that was... I loved loved being able to do that, um, and then we eventually got a Planet Fitness membership, and I, um, so of course there it was. All right, cardio. That's what you do. You do cardio, and somehow I kind of stumbled upon like Instagram profiles and things that were really inspirational to me, and that I, you know, I wanted to look like those people. That was something that it's like, I want to look like that. I want to look toned, (laughs) Um, which I may be on a soapbox eventually about that word. But it's like, they look toned. I want to look like that. And I realized what all of these women were doing was lifting weights. And they were lifting heavy weights. And they weren't just focusing on cardio. And they were fueling their bodies. Um, And so kind of at the same time, I discovered weightlifting and I discovered macro counting. 
Um, before I had always just been focused on calorie intake, which I really think can lead to some, you know, disordered thinking of food because you're focusing on calories and our diet culture labels foods as good and bad. And, um, anyway, so that can lead to definitely a binge restrict cycle, but, um, yeah, I discovered weights and macros and, um, I just, I love weightlifting. <laughs> I love lifting weights. You really do. It's so really do. empowering. Um, I, I will never tell somebody that they have to do a certain type of physical exercise, but I just, I want any, I'm, I'm very much one of those people that if you've ever had any interest in it, just do it because it's so empowering. You are focusing on building your strength and seeing what your body can do versus punishing it and trying to be small and frail. And there's nothing wrong with being small, but I just think as women, feeling strong is so great. And you, you know, your goal is to just see how strong you can be. And then, I mean, at the same time, it also just kind of shatters that, um, that feeling of wanting to be small. Uh, now when I look at my arms and they're not, you know, as they're not super thin, like, oh, but they're so strong. Or when I look at my calves and they're not small, oh, but they're so strong. And it's just completely changes the way that I view my body. And And you definitely like, I'm not going to say like, let it affect you, but like for a long time, I mean, there was like that stigma and, and just in the gym culture in, in general, it's like, well, women run and men lift or whatever. And I think you let that affect you to the point where like whenever you finally snapped out of it or, you know, you started like lifting, like you became a very big advocate for like women in the weight room. Like, I think it's pretty cool. Like a lot of posts when you're like, there was like me and another girl squatting today. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like women we lift. And I'm like, yes. So that's pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, like, don't let fit, and I think this whole thing it needs to come with the disclaimer, and I'll probably have one on mine as well, just, like, don't let us sound like we're contradicting ourselves in the sense that we will, we're going to preach calories, and we're going to preach calorie deficit, but we're also going to say, like, but it can be dangerous, and there can be literally things, like, you know, everyone is so different, so, like, you have to find what works for you. Don't let someone else dictate. Like we're going to like, we're just another podcast. We're just going to try to share stuff that's worked for us. And we're going to try to speak on things that even haven't worked for us, but that I know have worked for other people. Um, but you have to figure out what works best for you. Don't let someone else dictate that for you. If you, if you let a guy say like, well, women don't lift, get that shit out of your head. Now, uh, you can like, I mean like everyone, like fitness is about, being healthy and like being able to enjoy the body that you're given. And like my goals in life are to like do these crazy long distance things. So like, I know my goals aren't lifting, but if my goal was to do, you know, or to be stronger, like you have to lift and like women are the same. Like if they want to be stronger and and whatever, like and be like the tone that you are the word that you Mm -hmm. hate toned. Um, there, there is an aspect of lifting there. So like, yeah, sincerely girls and guys like, uh, don't, I, the phrase, I don't want to lift heavy because I don't want to get bulky. Um, 
makes me laugh so much because I've watched so many of my friends spend years, oh yeah, years in the gym lifting heavy, wanting, praying to get bulky. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight, guys or girls. Yeah. Like just in case you're curious, like you cannot just go into a gym and be bulky. I mean, you've been lifting for what, like. It's been about three and a half years, and uh, and I'm finally to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're ripped, like you're jacked, but at the same time, you're not. I'm not swole. No, like, uh, <laughs> like, like these women are like are always like, I don't want to be like. No, that's not how it works, people. Like, it's just you can, you can definitely do it, but it's gonna take. It'll take a while. It'll take a lot of lifting, and you gotta eat so much to get to that point so yeah basically I mean and there is such there is a look of toned I definitely get where that's coming from but you're not you don't just tone by doing you know some like donkey kicks and some sit-ups and some push-ups like to get the look that most people most women refer to when they say toned takes building a lot of muscle which takes probably maybe putting on a little bit of fat and then decreasing intake so that you are then shredding the fat that you put on to be able to show that muscle and I mean that takes a lot of time like like he said I've been now lifting I started in May of 2016 and it's now the beginning of 2020 and I've got you know muscle underneath that now I'm sure I'm going to start seeing as I'm leaning down a little bit. So it just, it takes a lot. It takes time. Um, but so when I did start in May of 2016, there is something is called newbie gains. <laughs> you, because it's new to you, you start putting on muscle. Like you'll start seeing a difference really quickly, which is really exciting. It gets you excited. Um, but so that was really cool I got super excited about that and and I've just progressively you know slowly increased weight and um you know I've had a few different kind of stages I've actually one of the coolest things that I did um was over the winter of 17 to like beginning of 2018 I actually did a bulk and um, probably didn't do it that well, which when I say bulk, I just mean a calorie surplus with the intent of putting on muscle. So I was eating more calories than I expended to give me the energy needed to be able to lift heavy and really, really put on some muscle. But with that also comes fat. That's just unavoidable. Well, well right. You were not only giving yourself more energy, but you were also giving yourself enough energy to store Mm -hmm. and you were wanting to store that specifically in these areas that you isolated by working out so if you ate if you expended 2300 calories but you ate 2600 calories in theory 300 calories are going to be stored into your body and if you work out a certain area hopefully it'll It'll go to muscle (laughs) yeah now the reality is is that maybe 50% of that's going to go to muscle and 50% will be stored as fat because your body goes, well, we just don't know. Right. So, but it was very, come out a little fluffy, not I, you, but like, no, but people I, do come out of both. Oh, I got fluffy. fluffy. There's, <laughs> I got fluffy. There's a picture, um, the new year's Eve picture from that 
year that time actually my face like you can see it it's kind of crazy and then um there was a picture from running my first 5k that I was pretty fluffy but but at the same time for somebody that my my goal for so long was to shrink myself was to make myself small it was very it was scary at first but then it got exciting to watch watch the scale go up and have and feel that control over it knowing that I was doing that intentionally to get stronger um it's it was very empowering um I may have I didn't do it super methodically I I like to think that I tried um but you know just kind of having that freedom to to allow myself to take up space to get bigger and stronger was extremely freeing and um I got up to 155 which is the heaviest I've weighed and um and then you know from there I kind of I leaned down and um and a lot of you know we body composition that's how you do that you you know put on muscle you bulk up and then you lean down to be able to see that muscle and kind of have phases of that so you know again I just kind of did another muscle building phase I didn't really bulk but I definitely ate maintenance if not a little bit higher with the intention of really um building muscle and um and now I'm getting ready to probably lean back down again so I've definitely been through phases of that, and I um, just I just encourage anybody to to try out weightlifting, and then you know macros play into that too. I mentioned that as well. Um, That is just there will be a whole episode on macros, I'm sure. But basic, essentially, looking at food as energy source, so. Every food that goes into your body is going to be made up of protein, carbs, or fat. And looking at... Or alcohol. Or alcohol. That's its own thing. However, (laughs) there are tricks to include that so you can actually log it as well. But um, learning to look at food as an energy source. So learning that a donut is fat and carbs. Um, It's not evil. It is not a reason to completely derail for the whole day because you had one donut. No, you have a donut and you enjoy it. And then you say, okay, I have less carbs and fat. Um, I need to focus on protein. Um, it just, it gives you, for me, it gave me the freedom to see food the way that it is and to not see it as the enemy and to not see it, like I said, as something that oh my gosh, I had a cookie. That's bad. I'm just going to blow this entire day. And I think that I honestly, I think that's one of the most dangerous mindsets that people have when it comes to fitness and health is all or nothing. All or nothing. It is not all or nothing. Or these crazy strictness when it comes to all or nothing. Like, like first off, not everything is all or nothing. Like you're going to have little slip ups here and there, like plan for it. Like just know what's going to happen. But also don't make such strict crazy things like i i'm not gonna eat a, a lick of sugar like if you love sugar that's probably not the thing to do day one like that's just crazy now i'm not saying like i i know a lot of people who you know have had tons of health benefits from reducing sugar so don't take that the wrong way what i'm just saying is as an example like as soon as you do something so extreme 
you're I just feel like you're setting yourself up for failure because you're gonna you're gonna slip up like dude on this journey I slept up hundreds of times but because I had you showing me balance and freedom and stuff like that and just going like no look there's trending down there's trending down like one day up does not mean anything so it's just I don't know man like yeah I, I can go on a whole rant about just the idea of just being so extreme when it comes to life like we have hopefully hopefully we have 65 70 80 years uh i don't know why i started so low but you know what i mean i just i'm not i'm not a, i'm not an optimi- optimistic person but anyway we have we have but do we have a lot of time on this earth so it's like why would you do something so crazy to say i'll never do this again or i'm always going to do this like that's just like I hate to say it, but naive, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you just can't do that. So, yeah. yeah. So and, and macros and macros started really letting me explore that freedom of just like, oh, I can lower sugar, but I can still have it. Or I can lower salt, but I can still have it. Or I can lower fat and still have it because there's just this big balance game of like, and macros doesn't even say it has to be certain levels. You kind of set that based off of how your body feels like. I personally don't like the idea of keto because um, I don't like the idea of making my body train its energy source to go to fat, especially whenever I learn on the macro side that, you know, protein is meant for healthy muscle or building carbs are meant for a good energy source and fat is meant for hormone. I didn't like the idea that I would take fat source and change it into an energy source because I thought maybe I already have crazy mental states already like and stuff like that so like I don't need to change those hormones already so and I'm not digging keto but for me that was just something I didn't want to do yeah we'll Uh, talk about that a lot of just you have to find what works for you and some people keto is the best option and it's works for them but I we love bagels yeah, we lot. really like carbs. I mean, just in general, like, I, like I I love carbs. Yeah. Like, donuts, a lot. We love... Um, All carbs. Beer. Oh, we love beer. Which... I work at a brewery, alcohol, so but. it's like... Yeah, and that's a whole different <laughs> conversation as well. But yeah, so, I don't know. Like, for me, like... And it, so, this goes back to the, when we talked about psycho or, you know, calories in, calories out. I don't even know if macro... I guess macro counting is, like, a type of dietary system or whatever... But macros, again, are just science. Like, food right. has macros. Like, that, that you can't change that. They're macronutrients. Like, those three categories are macronutrients. And then, of course, you have micronutrients that people also will go down and start tracking that even thoroughly. Like I said, the sodium levels, sugar, potassium, stuff like that. All very important. Very, very important. Especially as we get into training, we start learning about, you know, the on our side of it, like, all this recovery and stuff like that, how important that'll be. But yeah, so like macros are just, that's just science. And so once you learn what those are and you started kind of attributing that to the food you're eating, you're like, oh man, like food while super enjoyable. And I'm a foodie, guys. I love food. Like I got 300 for a reason. It was not hard for me to get to 300. But food is also fuel, like Tiff has said so many times. And once you learn okay, that has a lot of carbs and fat, so now I need to figure out a way to up my protein through a different source. And just seeing also what those things are, I mean, like, it's eye-opening how how many carbs are in our food. And I'm not saying that as a negative way, but, like, you do have to kind of learn, okay, I do have to balance this out a little bit. Yeah. You know, I love having a donut, but that might mean that I have a chicken breast at dinner 
that's just a chicken breast. You know, obviously it's not going to be fried, so it's not going to be fatty. It's not going to be breaded, so it's not going to be carby. It's just going to be, you know, lean old chicken breast. Mm-hmm. Because that's balance. If you have something that's super high in carbs, you need to bring up your protein some other way. And I'm, you know, or a protein shake or whatever the case is. Yeah. It's that balance game. And so that was a very, very eye opening to me as well. And I think that was one thing that really got me really encouraged when I started this journey was like learning those little things and then kind of being able to like speak back on it. Um, so yeah, macro macros was a huge thing um, that you really latched onto. And like immediately was like, Trey, you really need to look into this. Cause I would, like, it was just like, it was eye opening. You're like, you, your, your change in habit was so eye opening to me. Cause you were like so restrictive for such a long time. And then you'd be so disciplined, whatever. And then it just, like, you were like, you were in the zone. You were like, you were able to eat whatever you wanted. You made everything work. You were working out like crazy. You were getting the t- toned, uh, <laughs> Dude, there was one time you walked in, you're like, Trey, I have a six pack. And I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> like that. It's crazy. And you, I saw you two days before you ate there with that six pack. Two days before that, you were eating something like a donut or whatever. I was like, okay, what the f- are you doing? <laughs> like, this is crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, macros guys, like it's not a, it's not a, like, like I said, it can be a diet, but at the same time, like once you just learn about fitness or, or nutrition rather, uh, it's eye opening. You can really hack it, man. Yeah. And so, and especially just coming from that very uh, restrictive, unhealthy relationship with food, I, I highly recommend just learning what the macro profile for foods are even so that you can at least somewhat make that judgment of, okay, I can have this, um, but that means I'm having this later or whatever the case is. Um, again, a disclaimer, you know, if you're not... If you're still in that phase of very disordered eating, uh, very restrictive eating, then, you know, the focus obviously is just getting well and then, you know, maybe looking at macros. So decide if that's healthy for you. Some people, um, you know, think macro counting is obsessive and or it just kind of creates that tendency for them to be obsessive. And so it's not the best option. Yeah, nothing, nothing works for everybody. There's not one thing for everyone. So, uh, but for me, it was extremely freeing, helped me find the balance, helped me to get my body composition the way that I have always wanted it, um, along with weightlifting. So definitely we'll have to have an episode more about macros because I think it's, I mean, it's, I could talk forever about it and I think it's really important Mm -hmm. too. And so. so I, you know, have been, lifting weights off and on. I have seasons where I focus more on that than other things. But, um, last year, last spring, I trained for the half marathon. And so it was very much more focused on running. Um, I still incorporated some strength while I was doing that. Uh, and then, you know, just seasons of weights and seasons of running and we got into cycling. Um, And so I think, you know, I I definitely have a passion and a love for lots of different types of um, energy expenditure. So, you know, done CrossFit now a couple of times, and that's challenging in a whole different way. Uh, So, you know, I think I just love, I love being active. I love challenging myself and, um, and figuring out what I want to focus on at that time. And I think, too, having been able to see just how 
we can really manipulate our bodies to be whatever we want them to be. Honestly, that's, um, I mean, it takes time and consistency and patience, but really, you know, I can be fluffy if I want to be fluffy. I can be muscular. I can be toned. I can be lean. Um, so that's, that's a little bit about me and my experience with just health and fitness and, uh, just well-being, uh, and, you know, that's why now I'm just so passionate about helping people find whatever helps them to feel balanced. So, yeah. Can I argue with you for one second? I suppose. So a while back, you said something, so I just want to make sure that I, I, had, I had a counterpoint that I didn't want to interrupt with. Um, I will say, you, I do believe you can get strong, muscular, toned by doing just donkey kicks push-ups pull-ups and stuff like that that's my only my only my only thing i will say about lifting strong or lifting in general is that i argue you don't have to at all i totally believe you can get that way through calisthenics yeah I think so too. I think it might just take a little bit. Sure, it's gonna take a lot longer, and you're gonna have to adapt certain things. Like I know, because um, calisthenics is something that I've actually been really interested in. Because I, I really want to learn how to do a muscle up, guys. Like that's like <laughs> one of my biggest goals. And so, um, but people are able to do that just learning how to just do muscle. Like they can do that without having to ever lift weight. And so, I would argue that you can. Now, like you said, you have to be very adaptive, and you have to learn your body, and you have to be, and it'll take you a long time. Um, because like once you learn how to do a perfect push up, you can only do so many after a certain while. So then you have to adapt like certain hand strengths or try to lift off the ground or whatever the case is to continually develop those chest muscles. But I argue you can, is that fair? That's fair. Okay. Guys, you can totally lift heavy. I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't, but I'm just saying that there was a, you're like, well, he likes to play devil's advocate. I do. You're like, things. I don't know if you can just, look, girls, you can't just get their donkey kicks. Like, well, you could in, in theory. Yeah. Through adaptive. I think like that, so. more, um, thinking about growing, growing the peach as, <laughs> as girls like to say, I mean, honestly, you, you probably could, but really for the type of growth, a lot of girls are seeking out. I get it. There needs to be heavy. Heavy hip thrusts, heavy deadlifts, and lots of food. Fair lots enough. and lots of food. Fair enough. But I just want to make sure I yes. threw out that caveat. since You can uh, definitely... Oh, yeah. You can get toned for sure doing... I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah, I am going to... I will be playing Devil's Advocate a lot, so... Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Tiff. I know that... Uh, like, even some of that stuff... Like, obviously, I've, I was able to see a lot of that, but, you know, I... Uh, it's always kind of crazy just hearing that journey and how long i mean there's like so many different phases there and it's like a whole decade and it's like crazy guys because like we are going to talk so much about how like we we are like like i love fitness like i really do like i love being i love feeling this way like i wouldn't still be going to the gym if i didn't feel this way like there are days where it's freaking hard y'all but like i still really enjoy the way i feel however if any of this ever became to a point where it was unhealthy or obsessive or something like that, like me and her are both keeping ourselves in check to make sure it ever, doesn't really ever get to that point because being physically healthy means you also, in my opinion, also have to be mentally healthy. And the second that you become mentally unhealthy to try to become physically healthy, there is an imbalance there. 
So right. all these disclaimers, we're, we're saying them not because we feel like we have to. We're saying them because we want to because we're like, guys, if calorie counting is not for – if that will spiral you out of control into a point where it's de- you know, it could be detrimental, don't do it. That is not the answer. It's worked for us, but that does not necessarily mean well, it worked for everyone else. And here's the deal. And- there, are still, there are still days to this day that I will feel a level of anxiety – if they're if we're doing something that's not in our normal element, if we're out of town, or if you know we're doing a lot of things that day, and I have no idea what my food is going to look like, um, I I still have days. It's not very often, and I'm so grateful for that. But so on those days, I just give myself permission to okay, we're going to let up the reins because clearly this is causing mental stress I've you know I'm I don't want to fall back in that obsession and so I just give myself permission to maybe have an untracked day and I'm still going to do everything in moderation that does not give me permission to blow it but at the same time by giving myself permission that means that I'm not going to go crazy like I've given myself that freedom to just have a day where I'm not obsessing about what I'm eating so I just think yeah if you're ever if you ever find that it's um, causing you mental distress or if you're having you know for me that anxiety looked like I was getting irritated easily or being short with people that's not that's not good so there's just have to the thing is guys is like if you're in the middle of a diet and you are going you're all of a sudden feeling a lot of anxious because of that diet and you're like I don't things are just like I don't, I don't Maybe the scale isn't going down as fast as you wanted it or or whatever. I do highly suggest that, number one, first thing first, one day of a surplus, one day of not training, one day of whatever in the grand scheme of things is going to mean so little. Even in, the, even in the grand scheme of training, like right now, I'm in the middle of a, a four-month marathon plan. If I skipped just one day of training – the amount of difference that's going to make as far as my final time is pretty small. I mean, we're talking maybe in in the best case scenario, two minutes on a final time. Two minutes. That's best case scenario. Point is, is that by giving yourself permission on that one day just to go, you know what? Today's not the day. Today is a day where I just need to just intuitively eat. If I'm hungry, awesome. If I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. Don't even track it. Don't even know if you're in a surplus. Like, you can just say, just say, I want to be in a surplus today. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how many it is. It's probably not going to be a surplus of 3,500 calories, which is a pound. Which is so one pound. It's it takes be you okay. <laughs> 3,500 extra calories. By the way, guys, it already takes me a lot in like a five to six hour window to eat 2,500 calories. I would have to eat 6,000 calories to gain one pound overnight. Um, yeah. Now... Your scale might say you gained two pounds, but you because you're going to be adding a ton of water to your body because you're going to probably be bloated because you're going to have salt. Um, plus, you're going to have just all that extra food in your stomach itself, like physically in your stomach. Like just, but yeah, it takes 3,500 surplus calories to give you one extra pound of weight. Guys, you're not doing that in a day. You're just not. And if, if you, you do, are, and if you do, congratulations. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> how, how, that was a that, was, that might have been a really fun time. So pat yourself on the back. Or miserable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't don't make yourself sick. Don't but do yeah, that. but if you had a great time, me and Tiff have a saying: after our untracked days, because we have their mental health days, pretty much. 
uh, after those days, they happen maybe once a month or maybe once every two months. We always say the same thing. We're gonna use. We're gonna put those to use the next day. You know, yep. we get back on and we're just using it. It's not that big of a deal. You are using that energy. Put it to use. You know, guys, if you're weighing yourself daily, and again, with the disclaimer, if that's not healthy for you, don't do it. But if you're weighing yourself daily like we do, you'll see the bigger trend. You'll see that spike, but you can laugh whenever you see it because you zoom out a little bit and you see that either that maintenance level, that down or that up, whatever you're wanting to do, you can see that. So don't let those one days throw you for a loop. If you wake up and you go, this is getting stressful. Dieting is stressful. Exercise is stressful, whatever then that's become, and I'm not saying just like I'm tired, but I'm saying to a point where you're like, I, 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 I physically just, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm done. Like I, I hate it. I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. I, I'm yeah. Like you're getting to a point where I think where we've you, both had those days. And then if we say that out loud, we're kind of just like, okay, you know what the answer is yep. today is just an off day. It's an off day. <laughs> yep. It means you need rest. It means you just need to feel your body a little bit. Because if you push through in those times and whatever, then you're just more likely to want to, it becomes either obsessive to where you're unhealthy about it, or it becomes, you're just, you're in like, like she said earlier, you're just punishing yourself every time you do it. You're just, you're like not even looking forward to it. You just feel like every time you work out, you're just like, God, I, I deserve this. I'm disgusting. I ate pizza yesterday. Gross. Like, and I eat pizza all the time, guys. So I, I just, that can't be healthy. Not the eating pizza all the time. That's healthy, but <laughs> Thinking like that. Thinking is, like I, that yeah. every time you eat pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I hope that that's been a little enlightening. I hope that you enjoy a good backstory as much as I do. And um, I, I know that knowing why somebody is, you know, passionate about things is really helpful to, you know, buying in and, you know, where they're coming from. So I hope that that that's been that this has been fun for you <laughs> awesome well listen uh for our episode next week um and uh make sure you guys subscribe thanks guys later